0: Greetings and welcome to episode ninety three of the Bloke Pod, the Baby Bombers. So we've sort of gone from yes. the sportsman's numbers to now just the uh, yeah the <laughs> the premiership team of that year. Yeah. Which People... is probably why I wasn't here for episode ninety one. Just quietly, <laughs> you've already had enough of Hawthorn yes. beating West Coast. <laughs> you didn't need to go back to the yeah, that, uh... the twenty five year anniversary.
1: Yeah, not just that. Oh. Yeah. I... Sorry, we're watching Gold Coast North Melbourne, and in true, uh, in true form, Brad Scott's just gone nuts in the coach's box. Uh,
0: you know, I feel like I want to load up the North I, Melbourne cavalcade of failure YouTube video right now. Just,
1: I'm just amazed he's actually gone just over a quarter without losing his trolley on TV yet. There you but go. Uh, in 93, I think Ron Artester wore 93 during his ill fated burst with the Sacramento Kings, or Ron Artester, as you like to refer to him, made a world peace.
0: And hasn't he changed his name now to something about a panda? No, he's back to better uh, world peace. Wasn't he something about a panda he for was a little while Yes, but anyway, we're
1: digressing <laughs> yeah. from what we're That's doing. That's probably a whole other no, podcast on, on its own. <laughs> for, once, for once, we're digressing and you're not to buy
0: <laughs>
1: Good job, MWP. <laughs> yeah. So, we, we, we haven't done a top ten for a while and we've decided we want to do something a little bit different in this case. Yep. So... We're having a bit of a chat about bands where there was, let's just say, friction. Yeah. The, 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 and the friction helped the creative juices flow one way or the other. So it's starting to sound
0: a bit sexual now, too. But yeah,
1: well... <laughs> friction, juices flow, yeah, good stuff. I'm liking well, this. Well, given, given some of the, the ten bands that we're talking about, it's probably yeah, quite yeah, apt. That. But anyway... Yeah.
0: <laughs> So um, there we go. This, this, the theme has been set for the episode already. Friction. Tough <laughs> <Top laughs> stuff, yeah. There's a fraction too much friction, as Squid
1: Ends used to say. I've got nothing to add to that. <laughs> so maybe, maybe we yeah. maybe we throw to the first artist. Is that what you're... Uh, yeah, well, into? I think
0: we were um, trying to suss out before which, which band we should open with today. So we're going to... Yeah, the top ten bands who... I guess achieved success yeah. um, in spite of, let's, yes, some... Creative <laughs> differences. Yeah. yeah. Some Personal problems difference. behind closed doors. Yeah. So I think when we were trying to work out who we should open with, I reckon this is probably the number one. Like if we are going to do it in order, this would be the, you know, 10 to 1, this would be the last band. But I think let's get them... Let's, 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 out kind out of, let's grab everyone's first. attention yeah. right from the get-go. Yeah, that's right. So here we go. <laughs> a band who yeah, probably more open animosity towards each other than any other band in history just about.
1: And, yeah, the the funny thing being, of course, the animosity was between two brothers. Brothers. Of course, so, we're talking about... If you, you about... haven't figured it out by now, yeah. come on, go listen to yeah. a different podcast. So here we go, Oasis, with... Given the uh, given the title of uh, and the the subject matter here, probably an apt song to choose. Don't look back in anger.
0: Looking back in anger, there, Geege. and um, g- yeah. given the uh, yeah, in the past we've sort of done the iPod for Hell song, and then the the Bart Baker Pistach, eh? Oh.
1: There's actually
0: a pre- the you know the a
1: precursor to Bart Baker for this one. Yeah, good well, old good old Hale and Pace. Hale and Pace did a good, they were during the during the mid nineties they had a few clips where they were sending up bands, and they did a, a really good one with you two where they had the edge and. They had him uh, as as a quote saying religions like a tea towel it goes over my head <laughs> uh, things like that. But they did a fantastic one on Away Day. I've mentioned it before. Yeah, it's, um, it's well worth a look yeah, on YouTube. Away Day, they called Away Day, which is the Oasis pistachio album. And this song was at the end, and it was that instead of don't look back in anger, it was don't talk back in Wanker, <laughs> and it's it's great. I I showed you I showed it yeah, to you
0: because yeah. you you hadn't seen it before and uh. it's just, yeah when we post this episode on Twitter I'll um there's a decent screenshot of the uh, pistache video as well which I'll put up too but yeah the uh the Gallagher brothers yeah
1: Jeez. Liam and Noel
0: <laughs> Noel Noel's an asshole no,
1: well yeah, the thing about
0: these two was there was you know with a lot of the other bands we're going to cover today it was sort of you know, rumblings or or rumours. We'll be calling back to that later. Yeah, that's right. Um, You know, about the the fact that they didn't like each other very much. With these guys, you know, it wasn't (laughs) rumour. This was well and truly out in the open.
1: Yeah, there was a story going... There's there's lots of stories of uh, them performing in concerts and having punch-ups on stage. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, you know, you've got to
0: give him credit for at least being upfront and honest about it.
1: You yeah. do sort of, you would,
0: yeah, I guess, like to be a fly on the wall in, I guess, some of the recording sessions and stuff like that, um, just to yeah. see how exactly anything got written, considering, like, some of the, like, the back and forth, just the sound bites and the one-liners that I've read, that these yeah. two guys would just fire at each other. Like, it, it's the sort of thing you might expect, you know, two politicians on opposing sides to just, yeah, be just sniping at one another. But no, brothers and bandmates. Yeah. <laughs> With brothers and bandmates like that. Yeah. Who needs, <laughs> well,
1: frenemies even. Yeah. Poor <laughs> <Four>, form.
0: <laughs> Don't talk so, back. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Don't tell your frenemies, you're a wanker.
1: Yeah. So there
0: we go, off and running. Um, yeah, as I say, I think that's a that's a good note on which to start.
1: Yeah. So as you <laughs> said, probably the um, that's the. I think while we uh, you've I reckon we go to the uh, to the artist that you actually alluded to with your rumours comment being uh, Fleetwood Mac and the album Rumours, which was written at a a pretty turbulent time, not just in terms of the what was going on in the band, but the. Uh, the members of the band at that particular point in time. We could discuss it more now, but now that yep. you've mentioned it, I'm sorry, I, I
0: can't wait any longer. Come on, yep. play the clip because this is my favourite song we're going to hear today. Yep. So here we
1: go. Fleetwood Mac. If I could.
0: Unusual experience for me here on the bloke pod. Actually, just get to sit back and actually enjoy what I'm listening to for once. Far yes. cry from the uh, iPod for hell that one. Yeah, yeah. One of my favourite songs great song, of all time. Yeah. yeah. I actually read somewhere once when Fleetwood Mac I think when they last toured Perth, one of the comments that the reviewer actually wrote was about this song was saying possibly the greatest encore song of all time. Yeah. Like, to to finish a concert with that one.
1: I would agree too. with that. So Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, rumours have uh, a lot going on. This was Lindsay Buckingham, who uh, wrote this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this about Stevie Nicks. Uh, their on-off relationship uh, was very much off at this point. Stevie mm. Nicks wrote Dreams. This was his response to that. The, uh, the McVees had, in the band had um, gone through divorce proceedings during yeah. this time, weren't speaking to each other. What? There was a rumour funnily enough, that they actually wouldn't be in the same... Re- couldn't be in the same recording studio at the same time. So they were doing pieces together like that. And then Mick Fleetwood, at the same time, found out that his wife was having an affair with his best friend. <laughs> so, the relationship... From what I've heard about this album,
0: though, like one of the, I think of all the, the songs and the albums we've listened to today, well, with one obvious exception... I think the most impressive thing about this is almost the way they they just decided to, I guess, like almost embrace the pain and embrace yeah. everything that was going on mm. rather than, I guess, shying away from it. Yeah. embrace it and channel it into this album yeah that's right Which, And
1: yeah exactly yeah
0: and uh, well, I mean we talk about the song in isolation but the album itself as well is, is regarded as yeah one of the, the best albums of all time
1: yeah and there's a um, I think it's a I can't remember the name of the series but VH1 used to have a great a great albums. is Bowie agreeing with me is, and this was one of the um, the albums that they actually featured in that and yeah, yeah. As I said, hearing the stories and, and understanding the background of everything that was going on, it's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. As you say, the the way that they've been able to kind of, uh, I guess, separate their personal lives and, the, and their, their job yeah. in this instance is... Yeah, compartmentalising the pain and the issues that they're going on. Yeah. Going in, getting the job done, done. I guess not
0: compartmentalising it, but... Yeah, just
1: using it. Use it! Use it! I like it! Let's yeah. use it! Yeah. <laughs> using the pain. Yeah. So, Billy agrees. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so... Billy Big, very He's talkative. disappointed
0: that we uh, aren't going to play Who Let, Dog, who let The Dogs Out today, yeah. but frankly, yeah. no one knows who wrote that, <laughs> whether they hated each other or not, and you no know, well, one really gives a shit that. I was going to say,
1: everybody versus the Baja <laughs> men movie because everyone hates that song. Yeah. know yeah. Who Let The Dogs Out. No dogs are talking. No. Yeah. No How Much Is That Doggy In The Window. Right. We better just... well,
0: I'm frantically going to Google other dog-related
1: song titles. Yeah. Um, Maybe we'll move
0: so on. To... While we'll do that, yeah, um, let's throw to the next, uh, <laughs> to the next <laughs> bunch of people who hate each other. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Wouldn't it be nice if the Beach Boys got along? <laughs> In particular, wouldn't it be nice if. I don't nice really if,
0: care one way or the other, to be honest. Wouldn't but... it be
1: nice if Mike Love and Brian Wilson could play nice? Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: a bit of a funny song, that one. You, you can sort of bop away to it without thinking about it too much, but when you stop and listen to the lyrics, this is all about, geez, I can't wait till I finally get to bone you. <laughs> yeah. In a nutshell, that's what
1: this song is about. Yeah. So, yeah, there you just you, go. Saw, you just yeah. saw you throw that in there. Yeah. So, of course, yeah, the uh, the feud between Mike Love and, and Brian Wilson basically relates back to there's there's lots of stories about why these two don't get along. There's the theory that they reckon that Mike Love fired Brian Wilson. There's that Mike Love's always resentful of the fact that Brian Wilson pretty much wrote all of Pet Songs. Mm which is... Con- pet songs. Pet sounds. <laughs> I'm having a really good day today. Right, pet that's, sounds. that's William there, just yeah. getting in
0: your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pet yeah, that's sounds. That's actually going to be the uh, the upcoming studio album from William H. Corgi. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Featuring, songs. yeah, feeding the uh, previously <laughs> mentioned <laughs> bath <bark> boxing. That <laughs> patent got pended.
1: <laughs> <laughs> songs about my dog. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Can't wait to hear that So, one. um... So, yeah, yeah but, my, my have uh, likes to remind people that Kokomo sold more than any other Beach Boys song, despite the fact that it's arguably yeah, the that, Beach Boys' yeah, worst song ever. That,
0: that's like Pitbull just saying, yeah, I've sold more records than a lot of these great bands from a few decades ago. Yeah. doesn't actually make it better. <laughs> mm, it's going <laughs> well, down. Yeah. I mean, I know for the, for the previous one with Fleetwood Mac, we talked about, yeah, the last time they came to Perth. Well... My dad actually saw the Beach Boys live in concert probably some 30, 35, 40-odd years ago, Mm. and he said it was the most god-awful, embarrassing, unprofessional thing he'd ever seen. They were so fucking wasted. Like, one of them, like, fell off the stage. They did... You know how bands sort of do... I guess take the part of the song and then just like jam on that for a little bit in live concerts and stuff like that. Apparently yeah. a couple of them just, yeah, went on playing this one bit for about 15 minutes and that. He said, yeah, it was, it was an absolute train wreck. Yeah, so he swore he'd never, yeah, go and see them listen to any of their stuff again after that. So... There you go. Animosity inside the band so, and animosity from my dad as well.
1: <laughs> Take that! <laughs> Your dad's saying it wouldn't have be been nice if they were professional. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if the singer wasn't passed out by the side of the stage? Yeah. But yeah, But I mean, when you think about it, for a band of that, you know, who, as you say, are capable of producing another great album in um, Pet Sounds, for them to pull that sort of... You know, amateurish bullshit. Yeah. That's pretty dodgy boys.
1: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. Moving on. Yeah, so we're gonna go just pass out by the side of the stage and yeah. I play and <laughs> play play a quit yeah. befitting of said behaviour. <laughs> Another song I absolutely love, Interstate Love song, there by the Stone Temple Pilots and uh, STP, they are, yes, also known quite commonly as STP. Seriously, yeah, that's I true. was just gonna say, I literally mm. know nothing about this band,
0: but there, yeah, you, there go. you go, no enough to I'm acronym even, it up. I'm surprised, I'm surprised, <laughs> my that alphabet you are, lesson's paying off at I'm last. I'm surprised you're owning up for that
1: big old rock band of the uh, early to mid 90s in particular. Um, yes, the friction, a little, little bit before my, what a lot of time friction then. between um, the uh, the DeLeo brothers, um, Dean and Rob, Rob DeLeo, Rob DeLeo. Surely We've, that's
0: uh, yeah. not our former co-worker. <laughs> no,
1: <so>. <laughs> shout, <laughs> out, shout out to Rob actually, <laughs> yeah. if he's listening.
0: <laughs> to be no, fair, there was a little, little bit much. of friction between him and us as well, due largely to the. God awful project we were forced to work on with him but through no fault of his own, let's no. be clear about that. Just, uh,
1: I, yeah, I, a, a I certain,
0: actually, uh,
1: <laughs> I actually enjoyed working with Rob, just for the record, but anyway, oh, I,
0: yeah, but, that's personally, I did too. It's just the,
1: the, yeah. it was a kind of a project,
0: but I digress anyway.
1: No, but, uh, <laughs> Wrong yeah. kind of hostility. Yeah. So, between Dean and Rob Dewayo and the the lead singer, the unfortunately now deceased Scott Wyland, um, Scott unfortunately had a lot of uh, drug issues, and um, he, 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 the band was uh, after they had some breakthrough success. Their um, let's just say that their recordings were kind of in in between rehab treatments for uh, <laughs> for Scott, and it, it got to the point where they uh, they fired him, they rehired him, they fired him, um, and the uh, the more recent incarnations before Scott passed away, was with uh, Chester Beddington, one of the lead singers of Linkin Park, oh, filling in. So There you go. Yeah. It's not quite Axl Rose singing for akka but but no. not far from it. Yes. So. Don't, even, don't even get me <laughs> but, started um, on that, mate. Stone Temple Pilots, so they have had four or five really, really good songs, very uh, really strong songs, interstate love songs, probably their best song. Uh uh, I, I've got a couple of their albums I really liked uh, a lot of their early stuff I, I just loved Scott Weiland's voice it's very it's, it's raspy but it's 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 got a really good pitch <laughs> to it but it's classy mm. no it's got a really he's got a, really, he, a very unique pitch to his voice it's that you can listen to a you can listen to a, one of their songs and know if, well who it is Yeah, singing it it's very distinctive
0: and not for the same reason that you know say a Tay Allen song
1: (laughs) straight away (laughs) (laughs) or a Pitbull song for instance (laughs) (laughs) and yeah so part of the joy of today is we've, we've had the opportunity to listen to a couple of songs and we We've yeah, fought, yeah, right. I'm so, actually,
0: You know what's bad, though? It's going to make the next iPod for Hell episode that much worse. It's <laughs> so, so giving us yeah. a taste for action. I was going to say and so we share the pain.
1: <laughs> well, it could be one well, of the worst of the best, so I made a comment about the worst of the best in episode 91. I did hear that.
0: Yeah. And, um, yeah, the, uh, the series of episodes, which has been stuck at... One episode <laughs> for about, <laughs> I think that was yeah that was a, a while okay. ago. I don't. I'm for not sure if that reason. one had a number. Uh, no, um, perhaps. it did but, have
1: one number. I can't remember what it was. But uh, yes, with so, for uh, good reason is is that you uh, you lamented power ballads, and I think the next year 1991's got seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> Hang seven. on,
0: since when is me lamenting the quality of the music stopped us doing anything around here? <laughs> Otherwise, episode seven would have been the last iPod for hell. Come well. on, <laughs> But yes. no, let's not think about those darker times no, Let's that's right. continue to uh, yeah, Let the good times roll yes. Here we go again with another Half decent song going once again there with the classic genre
1: of rock, yeah, bitching guitar solo and all that. Well, you mentioned uh, Axl Rose, so it's probably appropriate yeah, to, nice little to jump in. Again. Yeah. Another uh, royalty check to Anna Corrin there. Yeah, so, uh, so Axl uh, Rose versus God. the rest of Guns N' Roses pretty much was the <laughs> the friction here. The, uh, the Chinese democracy, which was... Was supposedly being released for a good decade or so. But About as long yeah. as
0: there's been a democracy
1: in China. Yeah, that's right. But uh, Axel and Slash were the main culprits, I guess. Instigators. In instigators. But it was really Axel versus everyone else. Axel's League got a little bit too big. Slash was just the uh, designated spokesperson in the
0: negotiations.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Because so, Guns N' Roses had a couple of huge, huge albums late. 80s, early 90s uh, songs that everybody knows my name. Are, of course, Paradise City. You can't there, think of any other examples. Well, Paradise right City, <laughs> Sweet Child of Mine, Patience, November oh, no, Rain. No, okay, you, you just look like mine. you're floundering
0: a little bit there. Uh, so. Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> Do you oh, need no, can, you can't play Welcome to the Jungle, mate. you got to go Cool Kids instead. Oh. <laughs> has the DJ at the Wildcats game taught you nothing? <laughs> yes, he
1: has <laughs> yes, taught me nothing.
0: would <laughs> mind hearing Axel Rose do a cover of that, would <laughs> you?
1: Yeah. So uh, Could be a decent collab. As Yes, we won't get into the Cool Kids discussion. Yeah. We've had that before. But yeah. Uh,
0: the Guns N' Roses, they're, they're an interesting one. I know uh, in, I think... The previous episode, I was talking about the, uh, the obsessions I had with bands throughout the stage of my life. I missed yeah. out one of the biggest, of course, which was ac ACDC. Mm. Um, and sort of around that same time, I think as I was looking for other sort of similar bands, I came across Guns N' Roses. But I think the biggest criticism I'd have of their songs is that almost invariably there'd be two minutes of piss-farting around at the end of the song, which added mm. nothing to it. Yeah. It just seemed like rather than having the... I mean, Akadaka mastered the art of just the three-minute, 30-second rock song. You know, it's formulae, yeah, fair enough, but the formula works. Whereas it seems like with a lot of the Guns N' Roses songs, if you listen to sort of the first 30 seconds or the opening, you are like, yeah, this is awesome. But trying to listen to it like on an album or something like that you end up it's a bit like the most recent Nine Inch Nails album as well, too. You end up just sitting there for the last ninety seconds of each song, just going, Come on, wrap it up, fellas.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. to you right now, because there's there's a, there's a story that actually fits well with that, is that the classic Where Do We Go Now um, bridge in Sweet Child of Mine yeah. Axel was actually didn't have any lyrics and he was just basically in the studio listening to the thing saying where do we go now? Where do we go now? And I went, yeah, that's good. Let's, that's let's, how the song got written. Let's go with that. But it, it ties in with that point, is, is that the song went for so long that he ran out of lyrics, <laughs> <laughs> or ran out of song. Yeah. But yeah, no. That as I said, the yeah. five or six of their songs as well are yeah, very yeah, for, yeah anthemic for lack of a better hmm,
0: word. But see, now that I think about like one of the the trademarks of the Akadaka songs was it would finish with the. BAM! You know, the, yeah. the drums hit the final guitar chord and that's it. It just seemed like uh, Guns N' Roses needed to sort of work that in a couple of minutes earlier mm. in each of their songs. Yeah. But still, yeah, it's hard to be too critical of this music today.
1: No. Compared to what we're normally <laughs> yeah. playing, yes. yes. <laughs> Do we so, need to pull
0: out the, you know, Surrounded by Silence or <laughs> yeah. that, that, that sort of calibre of artists? Ugliest all-female band ever, I believe. Yeah. Although I will... Sorry, I know I said I shouldn't criticise, but I will just throw one last thing in. So, yeah, Axel Rose is now going to be the third best singer that AC/DC ever had. <laughs> awesome. I, I'll be interested to see. I mean, I we've discussed this before, actually, Everyone raves about You Shook Me All Night Long as being the greatest ACDC song and, you know, the, I guess the pinnacle of their entire musical discography, I think it's called. For me, that was actually the death knell because, well, literally the death knell, really. The, the Bon Scott era album, so um, Power Age, Highway to Hell, um, Let There Be Rock, uh, um, High Voltage... They they over anything that came after that. I mean, they were... It's, it's really sad to think about Bon Scott dying when he did because if you can imagine that quality of albums, if they had been able to do that for another decade, yeah, it would have been amazing. So that's where I guess it'll be interesting to see if having Axel, you know, thrown into the mix now... Mm. Does it change things up at all? I think it's probably sort of too late for that now. I think they're just ready to just slip into autopilot mode, just bash mm. out another rock album, then probably call it a day. But, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. we'll see how it goes. So good good segue mm-hmm. into our next artist who's recently okay. changed their lead, Singer, as Ooh, well. Here we so. go. Here we go. The Replacements. No. I wanted a revolution, you said I was <laughs> already. This is, where do we go now? Yeah, well, we're, I see the just, connection there. This is where do we go from here? By a little band called Live, who I know them from the poster on your wall <laughs> above yeah.
0: the couch on which we're currently recording. This that's right. Yeah, Live. Uh,
1: yeah. uh, the the early versions of Live, for lack of a better phrase, their first four or five albums. Probably my favourite albums that I own, and there we go. So there's the connection. to love early years. Yeah, I love I love this stuff. That that song there, most people probably have never heard of because it's from their seventh album. And the seventh album was the kind of the the original formation. It was their last album, and the reason why it was their last album was a rather significant feud had broken out between the lead singer Ed Kowalczyk and the rest of the band, which mm. resulted in a lot of legal. Cases being oh,
0: for no. bar sits in the old gun.
1: Not <laughs> to that level, but basically <laughs> yeah, to that. the way that the way that what had happened is the dynamic in the band had changed quite significantly and Ed was basically writing most of the songs, if not all of the songs, and was pretty much just using the rest of the band as kind of his studio band. Which wasn't sounds a bit like Trent Reznor. <laughs> which wasn't going over overly well with the rest of them. Yeah,
0: with said band. <laughs>
1: yeah, and the quality of the songs, it started to, it really started to um, become noticeable that that was the case. And when he tried to get the band name changed to Ed and Co. Yeah, as well, <laughs> but the um, probably the worst parts about it was was that their their agent was kind of. In terms of the dealings that he was doing with the band, this is all from the court case, which is a really interesting read if you're interested in the band. But Might pass on that one. Yeah, but, <laughs> but essentially the, they, they'd formed their own publishing company and unbeknownst to the rest of the band, Ed had taken a rather significant chunk of that and the agent was making decisions basically at the benefit of Ed over the rest of the band. So essentially what... No, this actually comes down. Yeah. So pretty much Ed owns, for their last three albums, Ed pretty much owns the rights for every single song on the last three albums, which is probably not a bad for the rest of the band because the first four albums is where a lot of the guts actually is. Did they consider tanking at all? <laughs> well, they, they, this is the thing they kind of phoned it in, but it, as I said, it got to the point where it was so bad that, that, was the, that the rest of the band was suing Ed and suing the management structure and all of this. Ed basically, whether he quit or he was fired, mm-hmm. it depends on who you listen to. Oh, Ed's way, live, basically, live was dead. Well, Ed basically has now gone out, done a solo, he's started a solo career, he's released a couple of albums, all pretty much of the same quality as the last couple of live albums, so basically a couple of good songs, not too much. Live have since essentially reformed with a new lead singer, Released another album recently, which was more in line with a lot of their earlier stuff. So, is, is that still the band name? Or the band the name band is still live? Yeah. Yes. Um,
0: well, i got to say the live live album. I mean, yeah. that, the marketing for that just writes yeah. itself, doesn't so, it? So,
1: um, funnily enough, they never actually did a live oh, live album. Come they on, they did, guys They did do it. They had. They do have a live album, but it's not called that. The name actually escapes me right now. But it's they dead. Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: Seriously, what the fuck are you all doing but, there? Too busy with yeah. the court case the to see the
1: golden opportunity. The unfortunate <laughs> thing is um, about it is, is that you actually listen to the the, lives, the songs on the new album. They're actually really good, but you can't get out of your head with the thought of having Ed singing them because Ed's voice yeah, is just well, actually, I was going to say, yeah,
0: it's another like, artist who's sort of a very distinctive um, yeah. Yeah, vocalist there. mm so There's yeah, been
1: a few of them in today's episode as well. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, yeah, as I say, it's really sad that those guys who were childhood friends have so grown up was, and yeah, grown um, apart.
0: I, a few of the other bands, yeah. sadly, these guys couldn't work their their issues out.
1: Mm. So disappointing. Yeah, still good poster though. Throwing copper. Yeah, throwing copper's <laughs> arguably their best album. One. Yeah, it's. If if I if I was only allowed one album for the rest of my life, and I, um, that would be the one I'd choose. Jeez, there yeah. you go, there you go. It's your, so if, da- if, if it's your never, downward spiral. If you've never heard it, do yourself a favour. Yep. that's right. Billy agrees. All right. Yeah. So uh, any of the other
0: ones we're covering today on the wall around us? Is there a uh, um, Cartman? No. Respects my authority. No. Album? No. Ah, okay. Alright, Well, no. fair enough. I thought it would have been a nice touch, but no, we'll see what GJ's got in store for us instead. Yeah. that song I mentioned a few perth concerts tonight um, that one remains when i sort of think about it, the best concert i've ever been to i can't split uh, nine inch nails and the police they're very, very different bands obviously like a completely different concert going experience but yeah saw them um a few years ago oh, yeah probably like five years ago and they were just Sensational. I mean, Sting's voice in this era of lip syncing and all this other garbage that goes on. Sting, you know, would have been in his sixties, just got up there with the mic um, and like his. Um, what do they call like riffing yeah. on uh, "Walking on the Moon" and that? Yeah, unbelievable. But yeah, that song uh, "Can't Stand Losing You." This so
1: the, the the friction in police. The, the friction. I mean.
0: Yeah, to be honest, as much as I do like them, I probably don't know the full story, but as far as I can tell, this just seemed to be um, three massive egos in a room.
1: Yeah. In particular, uh, it's between Stuart Copeland and Sting, Yeah, from what I hear. Yeah. Stuart Copeland coming up with a classic quote, quote once to Sting, says, I don't hate all of you, just your guts. <laughs>
0: oh, burn, Boom! Yeah. And don't stand so close to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean... The, this is another one where it's almost just like a bunch of really just insanely talented musicians all collaborating together, but at the same time their ego is just saying, "Hang on, it should it should be all about me here," which mm. is a bit of a recurrent theme through a few of these songs uh, for a few yeah. of these
1: bands today. And I mean, um, that's the thing is, is that we we. We can say that we haven't obviously chosen, much to Billy's chagrin, we haven't chosen the Rolling Stones as one of the bands because the Mick Keith dynamic, is it's it's very obvious that there's an issue there, but also, I, I mean, to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of the Rolling Stones. So, Plus,
0: when you've been touring for the last 85 years, you know, yeah. you get a get-out-of-jail-free card here at the, yeah. at the bloke pod. Um, but I suppose the one... I guess if we're talking about that, the ego trips and that, I guess his, Sting's one-upmanship would be the fact that he also had a, a very, very successful solo career outside yeah. of the police, I guess, so he was able to... Yeah, that's right. No, Billy's here in police. No, not police. The, the band, Billy. It's all right. Yeah. Although if you keep interrupting us, we may have to... Um, <laughs> yeah. Get, there might be a <laughs> public service. Yeah. So, heading right. your way, will you? right. So yeah, I guess that's the one thing you could say is that he very much had his own solo career as well, yeah. And then basically, I think sort of came back into the fold um, a think, few yeah. years ago, and they went on another tour with yeah. fucking Fergie for some unknown fucking reason. I think I've discussed yeah. that one before as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. William, William knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Fergie ruined Don't Stand So Close To Me, didn't she? Yeah,
1: we've had that discussion no, before, down, I'm sure.
0: But, yeah. Awful. Just yeah. awful. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we have a positive music episode, somehow <laughs> the black-eyed penis has managed to <laughs> fuck things up. God, god damn it. Yeah. All right. Well, All right, well, we'll throw I think in. we've got three left. And Hey, Billy. Uh, Billy. M- be quiet p- now. Pipe Come down, Rubber Dub. Yeah. So three... You know, the Black Eyed Penis is fine. They can come and sort of fuck us over there. But we're going out with a real bang here. Three very, very good bands indeed. So I'm, I'm very excited about this. Yep. Here we go. Throw it over to number, uh, number eight. It
1: looks as though you're letting go. And if it's real, I don't want to. Well,
0: <laughs> Probably wasn't quite as good as I had promised there. I must apologise, listeners. When I th- remembered there were three bands left, I remembered who two of them were and just assumed the other one was really good as well. Not quite that good, but certainly a step up from... Uh, yeah, Willie knows what I'm about to say. Uh, a bit of a
1: step up from... Um, oh, what well, Hollaback Girl. Yes. <laughs> that was uh, That was us actually trying to send a subliminal message to Billy to <laughs> shut up. Or, or more appropriately... Really don't, subliminal. Yeah. <laughs> that was well, very bliminal. Don't speak doesn't necessarily mean shut up, but yeah. Um,
0: yeah, and better than the uh, black-eyed penises shut up <laughs> yeah. alternative.
1: Yes. <Yeah. laughs> but, so. um, of course, it, so, we, we're talking yeah. about the... With no doubt, it's worth yeah. discussing, obviously, the, uh, the strained relationship, you could well say, between Gwen Stefani and uh, Tony Canal. This song actually being written by Gwen and her brother as a response to their to their breakup. Um, I remember seeing a clip once where Stefani was talking about she was in the middle of writing a song, which was actually about how much she loved him, <laughs> oh, and oh, she was actually oh, half she yeah. was halfway through it. And then he broke up with her and it turned into Don't Speak. And there's actually a clip, there was a clip on YouTube which was showing them playing the other song. But I think at the end of the day, she got her revenge. It's become a big, well, their biggest hit. Yeah. And uh, Tony, poor Tony's got to play it every single night. Your face. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's a bit like... A- Beethoven, who had dedicated his third symphony to Napoleon (laughs) until he learnt news of his defeat on the battlefield and then just uh, tore out the dedication page, apparently. So, same sort of thing, a couple of hundred years later.
1: Yes. So, apparently, uh, this song was rated 495 on Blender magazine's 500 greatest songs since you were born. So, just scraped on in there. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You got lucky there, guys.
1: Yeah. So, um,
0: yeah, so we can expect uh, you to do an episode with Timbo and Nafe sometime soon, just watching those 500 <laughs> videos. Oh, it's be a pretty long, long, long episode. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. well, we, we talked about the, the music videos, like the greatest music videos of all time in that, in that episode, Thriller was number one, but it was more, I think it came about because we saw the Backstreet's back got a rather high mention. Yeah, it was it I'm was I'm hoping
0: that was because they were high, honestly. Mm. So Interesting. Oh, it's it's but anyway. just all about how much money you spend on it, not yeah. whether it's actually any good. It's <laughs> so, uh, our uh, big budget production here. <laughs>
1: that's right. <laughs> we'll see. Echo. Echo. <laughs> echo. So we'll, we've, we've talked about the uh, the strange relationship between Gwen Stefani and Tony Kanal. It's appropriate that we we throw it to another strange relationship. And this time, that I will promise, the last two bands here.
0: Yeah, this is a real one-two. Sucker Punch to finish
1: with. No. Not Sucker Punch, that was the wrong expression then. Yeah. These
0: two songs are awesome.
1: Yes. Let's go with that. Okay. That, that was well said. If you do, say so, so yourself. Sweet dreams are made of these Who am I to disagree I travel the world and the seven seas Everybody is looking for something We dreams
0: are made of cheese. See, so, yeah, I think it definitely uh, fit the bill, as yes. promised. So, of that's, course... Yeah, that's, that's a great song. I mean, we were talking before about distinctive vocalists as well. I mean, yeah. Annie Lennox is... I'll say it. she's one of the great vocalists of all time. The set of pipes on her, yeah, just brilliant. Mm. Um, this song actually features on a commercial for a car company... At the moment, I'm just trying to think who it is, but it's where the guy um, talks to his dog in the front seat, and the cops are trying to wake yes. him up and that sort of thing. But yeah, a yeah, yeah, oh, I I don't know. Every it, time I throw a name man, out, um, I'm wrong. So yeah, if I'm you're saying it's not quite a uh, L'Oreal, I was going to say it. you're worth it. i yeah, was <laughs> um, just yeah, going to say yeah. Well, um, if it's if it's, it, it, it doesn't matter. The point is that through this yeah rather forgettable ad, it actually got me onto. Uh, The rhythmics um and i think i'm going to uh, actually pull rank on g here and just make a last minute uh addition to the set list because when i started um when i you know listen to this one obviously i knew about annie lennox and the band before this but i thought oh you know i'll do the old uh youtube related videos search which for us is usually um (laughs) related you know like the 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 thanksgiving song and the um you know all the other shit that goes with it my jeans. yeah yeah, that's right Oh, oh 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 um yeah you know darker times there but um I then came across this little number, which has been stuck in my head for literally a week now. It is uh, just a brilliant catchy song, so yeah just because I'm enjoying this episode where we're finally getting to listen to good music i'm go- I'm going to throw in another good song for this same band and then g j will uh, come back for a bit of a just <laughs> wikipedia before <laughs> we, but
1: before we do can i just before we do that, I just add a couple of things with regards to this song. So obviously, oh, the strained... so you want to drop the Wikipedia knowledge first. Just then? quickly, yes. Oh, okay. So, right. firstly, the, the strained relationship is between Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart, the two main members of Eurythmics, yeah. who were lovers bef- before. I think it was actually before the band even started. So, mm. props to them for being able to forge out a successful career after yeah. that particular point. Um, Dave Stewart went on to marry one of the girls from Banana Rama. Side note, Ooh, but traded down there. Sweet buddy. dreams, sweet dreams. Whenever I hear this song, I think of the Simpsons and the Arnie Ziff <laughs> clip with uh, Homer when he was having the snoring problem, and uh, yeah, oh, it's <laughs> the the line, "I yeah. am looking yeah. at you through a camera." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Always sticks <laughs> in my mind. It's got like the right number of syllables. Yeah, it's a perfect match. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Well, um Marilyn Manson actually did. He a did. cover of this song as well. And it's actually, I think it speaks volumes for the quality of the original, that it's its not half bad. Yeah. Like you hear that and you think, and, uh, that's just going to be god just, awful. But
1: yeah, no, it, it wasn't Sweet Dreams that featured in Another team Movie. Nah, it, it was Tainted wasn't it? Love. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah, yeah. different man. But it was around cover. the same time. Yeah. I was, it's yeah. in another movie. I'm trying to remember what it was. But yeah.
0: Um, I think this one's. It, it's probably, uh, it pops up in a lot of, well TV commercials, Simpsons episodes, yeah, that sort of thing. I mean, it's a very, it's probably one of the most well-known, um, I guess, chorus lyrics of the last few decades.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. it's the type of, um, it, it's been coloured by so many people. Just for the record, the Simpsons episode that I was referring to is called Half Decent Proposal. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Artie begins to sing the song through a speaker, culminating with the lyrics, I am watching you through a camera,
0: which is gold. As sung earlier. Yeah. But not that time. But yeah, so, well, there's that song. But as I say, she's such a good singer, and this band is so good. And they were, they were so professional at overcoming their differences in order to still achieve their goals. I'm going to give you another taste of the Eurythmics. So here we go, doubling down.
1: But there's just one thing
0: that's of course who's that girl yeah the chorus of which i've been whistling to myself humming to myself for the past week now and yeah we pretty much fell into the trap that i was (laughs) describing earlier we sort of ran through there the related videos for the eurythmics i mean it says a lot about just what a good band they are
1: yeah as i said i was like this when you were saying we're gonna play another song and you hadn't told me what it was i was like thinking oh geez this could be 10 or 11 different songs so
0: yeah, and um, Annie Lennox, um, much like Sting, as well, branching out into a successful solo career. Yeah, as well, yeah. she actually, um, she won a Grammy, Emmy, Oscar, something like that, for um, Into the West, which was used on Return of the King, uh, so the third Lord of the Rings film. So one of the twelve Oscars or whatever it was that Lord <laughs> of the Rings won that that year. Um, but yeah, a. As I say, like you just—you were rattling off the names of all those songs before. That, you yeah. know, like "Would I Lie to You?" Um,
1: help me out here—I'm forgotten all the missionary about, yeah. man, yeah. thorny my side. Yeah. Um, oh, jeez, I, I know I'm missing some other sex yeah. crimes. Uh, um, We're now
0: very much regretting having closed the YouTube. But yeah, it's it's, they're the classic. You just sort of scroll through them and you go, "Missionary
1: man." Um, There's so many. um, Yeah, the the thing about those uh, them is just that it's it's not until you actually look at that list you realise how many good songs they have. it's it's quite scary from that perspective. But yeah. It's only until you see it. It's so, like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember that song. Yeah, that's song. by them, that's yeah. by them. And
0: you know them as well, too. Yeah. You'd, you'd be able to, like, hum the chorus of them, mm. too. So, yeah. Yeah, so pretty um, pretty decent songwriting chops there, but yeah. I'm afraid I think, they're going to pale into comparison.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, pretty much every <laughs> single band, band in the history yes. of the world pales well, in we've comparison. we've discussed this before. I yes. actually
0: think that this is the most underrated band of all time purely because not every human being on Earth just sits there and acknowledges them as the best ever. Yeah. Um,
1: We're talking uh, to you, Rolling Stones fans. Uh, Yes, that's right. Uh, I'm talking, of course, about hot problems.
0: Yes, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) Sorry, we have a a tradition at work now at 4pm every Friday afternoon where we send around the song of the week which is, like, the worst song we can find. Mm -hmm. So every week it's been my turn, obviously, with my (laughs) iPod for how play this. Yeah, I've got a a deep reservoir of material on which to draw. So this week I, um, yeah, finally decided it was time to (laughs) go hot problems on everyone's ass. Yeah, it didn't go down too well just before a long weekend. In fact, um, I then, at about a quarter to five, sent through the follow-up, uh, single, what was it called, Like a Princess, like princess yeah. And, yeah, got an email back from one of the guys saying, oh, yeah, two of the other guys in this chain have already pissed off for the afternoon. So like, well, that could have been the long weekend, but no, nah, I reckon it was the hot problems factor <laughs> too. So, yeah. no, of course, we are talking about the
1: Beatles. Yeah. Um, and so the feud there, this, obviously, um, with uh, you know, we have the obvious feud between John and Paul, Ringo and Again, credibility. the ego
0: factor. <laughs> um, so I guess the big difficulty we had here was deciding exactly which song of theirs to use, but oh. I've actually picked one for a very specific reason. When we did our best opening tracks off an album, mm-hmm. um, oh, I think it was episode 24. Oh, it was a while ago now, a long yeah. while ago. Um, but I actually nominated... Um, the opening track from Sergeant Peppers. I'd since like to retract that. And replace it with this little number instead. So GJ, I think it's time for him to take us away on a bit of a magical mystery tour. Roll up.
1: Here we go. Roll up.
0: there we go closing out yeah probably our last ever episode with decent music we decided to go out yeah with a real bang there Beatles mm. Magical Mystery Tour honestly can you just imagine buying that record taking it home putting it on the machine and hearing that that's yeah sweet dreams are made of this but yeah. behind the scenes of that band I mean this is a bit of an interesting one because I I think again the ego factor looms large and then there's also the unfortunate fact that um one of the members has long since passed away which has allowed the other one to i guess uh, you know rewrite his version of history with regards to a few things that happened yeah i mean at the end of the day one of the best things i ever read was paul talking about john in an interview and he said you know we fought we squabbled, we had all this sort of stuff but at, at the same time you know, there were times when we'd be sitting there writing a song together and he'd just say, I love you, and I'd say, I love you. So I think there was certainly... I mean, if we compare it with the band, you know, we used to kick off today's episode, (laughs) certainly nowhere
1: near that sort of level of of hostility. The Um, the thing is, is that whilst those guys have both went on to have quite... And, you know, George as well, for that matter, quite successful solo hmm. careers... The reality is, is that their best work was done together. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: Lennon-McCartney, I'll say it right now, there will never be a, grading, a greater songwriting um, combination mm. than Lennon-McCartney. Um, yeah, as I say, they are the greatest, they are the Bradman of bands, mm. essentially. No one even approaches them, as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, whatever squabbles and and infighting. I mean, just going through some of the the songs and that that were written by band members about one another. As you said, we had um, John Lennon who wrote How Do You Sleep" Sleep?
1: About Paul. Um, Paul disputes that Silly Love Songs is about John Lennon, but it apparently is. Yeah. Is that John used to say, I don't think much about Paul, or Paul writes his Silly Love Songs. Yeah. um, here Today,
0: which Paul McCartney wrote about his relationship with John Lennon. Um, apparently, uh, Piggies, the Piggy Piggies, I think it's called. Um, George actually wrote about <laughs> the unsavoury um, commercialism of, uh, of, of John and Paul at, yeah. at one stage. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, when you can when you can produce music like that, who <laughs> mm. who gives a shit what's going on behind the scenes, Yeah, obviously. it's just unfortunate
1: um, that, I, I mean, in many respects, it's unfortunate that, a, that they couldn't make it work longer term, couldn't sort their differences out, or at least mm. find the middle ground. Mm. And it's also, I mean, also very unfortunate that John passed when he did, well, because course, um, yeah. well, I mean, he, he'd had some time out of the limelight and he'd just released an album.
0: Yeah, and, well, I mean, uh, and to but, be
1: honest, I think uh, that that album is some of his best, um, his best solo work as well. And so. I mean,
0: there was a lot of other stuff going on. I mean, he had obviously the relationship with Yoko Ono, who yeah. many people still hold responsible for for breaking, breaking up, up the Beatles. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've you know I've seen interviews with him uh, with um, Elton John where he said you know, you know like that he and John Lennon used to do heroin together. Um, during a period where um, John and Yoko had broken up, mm. um, but then yeah, when they got back together, I think they got back together, and yeah, then he probably released that last album. So there was, mm. you know, there was drug use, you know, all sorts of other issues going on. But yeah, I guess four of the most talented musicians ever to grace God's green earth. Well, three
1: featuring
0: Ringo Starr. Oh come on, mate. He likes to his garden in the shade. There's a fantastic um, Family Guy clip about that, actually, where uh, John and Paul and Georgia are in the studio writing a song, and Ringo walks in and goes, Hey, guys, I wrote a new song. And Paul goes, Wow, would you look at that? I'm going to put it right up here on the fridge. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, probably a little harsh on... Uh, Old Ringo, but yeah. yeah, so so there we have it. Good music for a change. I don't know if I can go back to doing the iPod for Hells after this.
1: Guess what? good be? It's a new contract, buddy. Oh, I Sorry, inside shit. <laughs> yes, you did.
0: Oh, that was when you gave me that still first, though. <laughs> Jeez so, Where's that guy Who was uh, doing All the court case Wrangling for live <laughs> Might see if yeah. I can Get him to represent me So Actually It's quite a good theme Actually Given the The ongoing hostility And uh, squabbling Between you and I But we managed to Set out differences aside, For the most part yeah. Get your fucking hand Out of my face <laughs> You dickhead <laughs> Sorry, it's yeah, it's disintegrating rapidly. We're becoming more Gallagher Brothers than, um, <laughs> yeah, than yeah. That's true.
1: <laughs> the, the rhythmic original yeah, it's the new right. rhythmics,
0: yeah. But so there we have it. I hope um, yeah, all the listeners out there have enjoyed this rare taste of decent music as much as we've enjoyed listening to it. Yes, top stuff. So, so on that note, I'm saying later skaters, later holes